You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. With Sandy Almendaris, Editor-in-Chief. Brought to you by Supply Side West. Welcome to a Supply Side West edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast. I am Sandy and I am in our Phoenix office. We are fresh back from Supply Side West Food Ingredients North America, which was last week at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. And we are here to talk trends and takeaways from Alex Smolikov, who is our editorial coordinator here at Natural Products Insider. Hi, Alex. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks so much for joining me today. So this was your first Supply Side West. It was. Uh, big big picture. What did you think? I thought it was awesome. It was just a really cool experience to see so many different companies and meet so many different people from the industry. I mean, still being fairly new to the industry myself, it was a really good learning experience and just really cool to talk to people who knew so much about their specific fields. Every conversation I had felt like I was learning something new. So it was really, really cool. Supply Side West is good for that, to learn all new things. Um, so I think most of the trends we're going to cover are things that you saw uh, on the show floor. Um, and you wanted to start with collagen. So what did you see there? Yeah, I mean, collagen definitely stuck out to me uh, even going into the show because I knew that there was a collagen product that won one of our Nexty awards. Uh, and that Wait, sort of... you knew who won before you went to the show? <gasps> I kept it a, a secret, though, very close oh, to the chest. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and it was just, I saw a lot of different products that were utilizing collagen in a lot of different delivery formats, which I thought was interesting. We hear the term pill fatigue a lot, and I think that that's really showing up. Uh, what, I mean, the next winner was a collagen candy, like a pixie stick almost, but with no sugar and tasted amazing and was just a really, really cool delivery format that looked like a stick pack you would pour in water, except you didn't have to, uh, which was really, really cool. Uh, and then I saw also collagen in everything from carbonated water drinks to flat water drinks to chocolates to creams that you put on. Uh, it seemed like you could get collagen in whatever format you wanted to, uh, which was a, a really cool thing to see because I think, you know, everyone kind of has that one thing that works best for them. So there was a lot of, of variety and a lot of options there. Uh, the next thing you want to talk about is fermented ingredients and speaking of the nexties at supply side the winner of the sports nutrition supplement caged muscles amino synergy also had fermented ingredients and i talked about this one with steve as well on his trends podcast steve myers our sports nutrition senior editor but they had a fermented amino acids and the the benefit there is they are a vegan as opposed to other amino acids which are animal derived so giving them that that vegan call out um but what were the fermented ingredients that you you noticed well, what's interesting is that when I think of something fermented in this space, I'm thinking kombucha or something similar, uh, which you are drinking right here Yay, as we speak. Yay, kombucha! Uh, but I saw just a lot of, it was fermented vegetables, um, fermented, I mean, like you said, the fermented amino acids, which is an interesting way to kind of take something that maybe someone like a vegan might not be able to, to take and, and making it a little bit you know, more widely available to that group. Um, but it was just interesting to see. And I also saw a lot of uh, fermented mushrooms, which kind of brings me into my next trend where I saw a lot of mushroom products. Um, and that included whole mushrooms, mushroom powders, uh, mushroom proteins, uh, just a lot of really, really interesting, cool mushrooms. And, and some of the booths had on display the, the full wild version. And I mean, there were some really interesting things that I had never seen before in my life and didn't quite realize how versatile 
uh, such a thing was. I'm, I'm usually not a mushroom eater, uh, but I didn't really notice just how versatile uh, the mushroom could be when it comes to this industry and the different uses that it, there could be. So, I mean, I think there was an entire row in the in the expo hall where it was just mushrooms, as far as the eye <laughs> could see. all mushrooms. All mushrooms. Uh, I love that you keep prompting me to talk about our next two winners. Um, so Gaia Herbs in the condition-specific supplement category, um, they had mushrooms in their MindSpring, which um, is a blend of organic mushrooms and full-spectrum herbs, and that's got Maine and Rishi mushrooms, and it's as the name signifies, it's, it's focused on brain health. Um, so that's interesting. So these fermented ingredients, did, what were the health benefits that people were promoting? Was it digestive or just vegan? It seemed like a lot of it was digestion, but like you said, there were uh, some products that were sort of their, their main key aspect was that they were replacing something that would not have been a vegan uh, option with something that now was. Uh, but it definitely seemed like the benefits uh, that were being touted by a lot of these booths had to deal with digestion uh, for the most part. I'm not sure I saw too much other than digestion with the pure mushroom products. Uh, but there were, you know, like you said, a couple of booths that were just pointing out that, you know, we, we substitute an item or an ingredient that, you know, might limit our, our consumer base. And now we've kind of taken care of that. And I think we are seeing a growing of the industry moving away from just specific condition, health condition specific products, right? So uh, you did mention digestive health, but you know, as you were mentioning the, the move away from um, animal based to, to veganism and to other non necessarily disease states or uh, ailments, but into other areas. Um, and I think you saw some in that space as well. Yeah, you know, it seemed like there were so many products and ingredients that were touted, not necessarily that, you know, will help support specific conditions or specific, you know, things that you may seek, seek to treat. Uh, but rather just things to kind of help you get through your day, um, which kind of included from the time you wake up until the time you go to sleep. So there were energy boosters, there were attention boosters, um, things to kind of, you know, get you through that midday hump. Uh, there were ingredients that would help you fall asleep at night, um, help you deal with the day's stresses and anxieties. Uh, so really just what I kind of considered get through the day type of ingredients, things that you know, maybe you don't have anything specifically that you think is wrong or that you're trying to improve, but you just kind of need that extra help to, to get through the, the issues of your day and to get through, you know, from the time you wake up till the time you go to sleep. Uh, and I mean, speaking from personal experience, that's certainly something that I think a lot of people are looking for, um, whether it's all of those different benefits or, or one specific, just to kind of, you know, give you the energy and the, the mindset and the clarity to get through, you know, your day's normal stresses. Right. And it certainly opens up the market beyond, you know, people who are looking at the, for specific health conditions. Right. So, I mean, who doesn't face stress? Who doesn't need help to get to sleep? Well, maybe some people don't, but I certainly do. Um, so it's I think it's a great you know positioning of the market. And I mean, these natural ingredients are showing efficacy in these areas. So, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it's really like you said, it's opening up the consumer base to pretty much every single person. Uh, nobody I know can get through their entire day without feeling something that they wish they weren't feeling. And <laughs> some of these supplements can really just kind of help give you that boost or maybe help calm you down at night to help you fall asleep and get over your stress that way. Um, but just, you know, getting through the day is becoming harder and harder in today's society. And, and so I think people do need the help to kind of just get through the day-to-day -day life. Right. Are there any specific ingredients that you saw in this space? Uh, I saw a lot of uh, what I would consider sort of natural sleep so not necessarily any specific ingredients, but a lot of, you know, chamomiles, a lot of, um, there was some melatonin. There were, I know uh, the makers of 
like NyQuil and ZQuil had a new uh, product that was all natural derived. Um, so that was in the, the sleep aid as well. Um, so I don't necessarily recall any specific products, but it did seem like sleep, either avoiding it or getting more of it, seemed <laughs> to be the central theme around these. Yes. Um, all right. Let's move to natural colors. I don't have a, a great transition, but here we go. Yeah, uh, there were, I mean, natural colors and natural flavors are something that we're seeing a lot more of. I think people are reading their labels more and don't necessarily want to see food colorings and synthetic dyes. And uh, there were a lot of really, not only did I see a lot of booths, you know, advertising their natural colors, but a lot of them had a, a really nice display set up. So there were a couple where there were glass bottles with different liquids that they had, you know, used their pigments in that were bright reds and yellows and greens and blues and colors that you might not necessarily think you can get from nature. I know blue, um, I would think would be a very difficult color to achieve naturally. And there were some really bright, brilliant blue drinks and, and gummies that were naturally colored. Um, which I think helps, you know, with people who, like I said, are reading their labels and want to kind of follow that clean label movement. Uh, and then on the gummy side of things with parents who I think are concerned about what they're feeding their kids. And there's always those concerns about, you know, synthetic dyes and, and some childhood conditions. Uh, and so I think parents are looking out for their kids and trying to get them more natural as well, uh, even if they don't know it. Um, but also we know through a couple of different high profile examples that you can't just take synthetic colors and make them natural and expect nobody to notice if you're not doing it right. right. Um, you can ask the people at Tricks how that worked out. <laughs> right. Um, but I was really impressed not only at how many products were offering, you know, natural colorings, but how bright and vibrant and good those colors actually looked in practice. Right. Uh, and you moderated the sweetener session on Saturday. Is there any takeaways from that? Yeah, that was a really interesting session that that kind of proved, I think the overall takeaway I got, I think it was Darren Cipher from uh, the NPD group uh, who pointed this out or, and really put it into a nice snippet, which is that people want to change their behaviors, but are very, very slow in doing so. So there was a very interesting dynamic where it seemed like a very high percentage of people were saying, yes, I think sugar is bad, or I'm trying to get less of it, or I'm trying to replace it with something a little bit healthier for you, but they're not actually really doing that yet, or, or at least not doing it nearly as much as they say they would like to. Uh, so that was a really big takeaway, which is people, you know, just like carbs back in the day, you know, people want to avoid sugars, but as a whole, as a society, we're very, very slow in moving away from some of the things we love and we're actually replacing that sugar in practice. Right. So the takeaway there for brands is like you really need to make it easy for consumers to consume alternative sweeteners, to move yeah. away from sugar. You want to make it easy for them to know that they're doing it. You want to make it easy on them in the sense that you want them to want to make that decision. Um, you know, one of the big takeaways also is that sugar is something that we tend to be a lot better at avoiding earlier in the day and a lot worse at avoiding later in the day. You might wake up and say, well, I don't need that super sugary cereal. I'm going to start my day off right with, you know, some eggs. But then by the time you get home from work, maybe you're tired, you're exhausted, and you're going to go reach for your ice cream or your chocolate. Uh, and it is possible to get those types of foods without utilizing sugar and, and using some of these natural sweeteners, but to actually make it taste as good as people want it to is a whole nother story. Uh, and so some of those indulgent sort of nighttime treats, I think, are where people sort of lose their ambition a little bit when it comes to reducing sugar. And so giving people the, a way to do that, that tastes the same or as close to the same as possible and still gives them that indulgence, I think is kind of where the next step is. Oh, interesting. So that's a nice opportunity place for, for brands. So thank you so much, Alex, for joining me today to talk about the trends you saw at your first Supply Side West. Before we go, were there any, uh, is there like one standout ingredient or one interesting thing that you saw that you just wanted to 
include? Yeah, one of the most interesting things I saw was actually, it was a trend, but it was bucking a trend where, I mean, CBD, obviously, we know is... We didn't even talk about CBD. Um, amazingly enough, right. I mean, CBD, we had a whole day summit on CBD and, yeah. and probably could have done a second day. I mean, there's it's everywhere. And so I thought it was really interesting that uh, GenCore... Uh, was advertising a product that was a cannabinoid but not derived from CBD, and they named it not CBD. Uh, and so rather than trying to kind of jump on a bandwagon, it almost seemed like they were trying to wave their hands and say, we're not on it. You can still get some of these benefits without having to jump on a, a fad or a trend, as some people might call it. Uh, and also, you know, with the legal gray area, and some people just aren't sure necessarily, you know, what CBD products they can trust or they can't. Uh, so that to see a product that you know has the same kind of benefits but is derived from another source uh, and was so adamant about telling you that it was derived from another source, I thought it was really interesting to see one company kind of stand up and say, we're going to buck this trend a little bit and, and you can still get these benefits from another thing. Right. That's a PEA ingredient, which I don't actually know what that stands for, um, but um, I know that it is a PEA ingredient. And I think it's a really smart step to sidestep the, all these legal hassles that CBD ingredient companies are facing or potentially facing, um, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I mean, depending on what decisions come down and how that market gets regulated, they could be the ones standing and looking like the smart guys who you know, were quick to kind of bucket and, and try and go another course to get the same kind of benefits to people. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you coming in to talk to me about Supply Side West Trends. Of course, I look forward to next year. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. This edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast is brought to you by Supply Side West, 